Well, the FTC won't let Microsoft be, claiming that the company's hopeful acquisition of Activision Blizzard King would substantially lessen the competition. We're going to keep you in the know on all the details until this thing goes to court in August. And the Summer Games Showcase is winding down, but we still have a ton of announcements that we haven't talked about. We're going to do it right now. Let's do it. Gaming News Weekly is ready to go. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're bringing you all the biggest things happening in the video game industry. You can find us on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services, just every podcast service. Um, my name is Erock the Red. Every single week, joined by this guy right here, full clip. What's going on, dude? How are you? What's up? You know, doing all right, but I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit brain fried from preparing for this show off the back of last week's show. So mm-hmm. many announcements, so many new games coming out, so many games being added to PlayStation Plus, everything. Yeah. You're going to say some games, and I'm going to be a drooling zombie over here acting like I've never heard of them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the huge, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's it's a lot a lot going on, man. Yeah, and I'm, the, I'm like... Um, yeah, I don't know where my brain's just like all over the place. I'm just trying to, I was just telling you a minute ago, I like cut my tongue and I'm just trying to like form words properly. And I think it's like, it's hindering my, uh, my thought pattern and I just can't like, I'm just, I'm flustered a little today. So I'm going to, I'm hoping, I'm drinking a beer. I'm drinking a beer today, hoping that it'll, you know, get me, uh, in the space that I need to be. We'll see. We'll see. Otherwise, you know, this could be a long night. Um, what have you been up to? Anything fun? Uh, Call of Duty Season 4, Modern Warfare 2, just came out. I've been hitting up the new maps, playing a little bit of hardcore on them. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of same old, same old when you're this far into a season of COD and kind of wondering what's supposed to happen because we were reporting on this, uh, probably, I don't know if it was even before the game came out, that they're not supposed to do like a new major release this year. It was somehow supposed to carry over, and we're going to get like a major DLC that costs like $60 of all the original maps from Modern Warfare 2. I don't know. It's it's getting strange, but they better do something quick to change this up, or it's going to get kind of boring fast. It's getting stale. What, um, What were the new maps that were introduced? Were they new, or were they classics? One was a classic, at least. It was a showdown. It's kind of a strange, like, you've got a center square pit, and then you've got a second level, and you've got an outside of that. I think it's from the original okay. Modern Warfare 2. Um, and okay. then the, the other one was new to me. I think there's a third one, but I haven't gotten it because it's just in random rotation. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, but you're still you're still enjoying it for the time being, or is it a grind? I'm still, like, overall, it's not even the new content keeping me there. It's just uh, these seasonal events are kind of fun. So you've always okay. got some challenges, like get 15 kills in a winning match. If I do that 40 right, times, I get a cool graffiti camouflage. Nice. That's where it's at. 
giving you all those camouflages. Um, yeah, I've just been I've been playing a lot of Diablo Four still. Yeah. Um, still having a blast with that. Um, but in between that, so last week we talked about some demos that came out. Lies of P demo came out. I played that for I haven't finished the demo. I maybe I played it about an hour and a half. Um, and I'm I love it, dude. It is very much just it's Bloodborne. It really is, dude. You know, when we were watching the videos, I was like, man, this looks a lot like Bloodborne. I'm thinking it's gonna be great. And playing it, it's come second nature because it really is like identical. Like a yeah. little scary how much they can borrow from other, you know, um games. But yeah, it's really it's it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it for everybody. Um and then I played the um the Final Fantasy sixteen demo that just came out on a PS five. Um that one I played for I played that one for about an hour. I think it's a two and a half hour demo. But that one is the beginning of the the game. So it's like a lot of tutorial, a lot of cutscenes, very slow demo. But I did look to see if it does carry over your progress. So I wouldn't have to do it twice at least. Yeah. Um, like I played it, yeah, I played it for maybe like an hour today. And very, very few like fights and stuff like that. It's really like slowly getting me into it. Learning the characters and that sort of thing. Um, and then I played one more demo. I played the demo of a puzzle game called Viewfinder that I was really looking forward to. And this game, if if anybody out there likes puzzles at all, check out Viewfinder. It, it's amazingly well done. It plays with perspective. Um, so it's like first person, but like depending on where you're, it's it's weird. It's hard to explain. But yeah, it's like there's points where you have to take a, you could take a picture of something and then place that picture and then walk through that picture to get to the next part. It's like really, really cool. Um, but it really, mess, it's like really well done as far as, uh, the way it, it works, the mechanic of it all. So, yeah, I've been I've been having a blast with those, and I still have a couple of demos I haven't played. I got the demo for WrestleQuest, um, which came out a couple weeks ago um, on Steam, and then I got another demo of a game. Oh, Beastie Ball! It's kind of like Pokemon meets volleyball meets a turn-based role-playing game. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think I saw the uh, the intro for that or the uh, trailer for that. So mm -hmm. did did Lies of P unlike uh, Final Fantasy sixteen was it? Uh, did it like sort of throw you in a little further into the game, or when you have some I experience don't and upgrades? Know where it threw me in, it seems like it was still the beginning, but it moves so much faster. Like you don't have like it's still explaining the mechanics of the game. Uh, you don't have any you know huge um, abilities or skills mm -hmm. like that. It's pretty bare bones still. But I think that's just the type of game this is. It's kind of like a Souls game in that it really doesn't ever really tell you the story outright or explain itself. You have to figure it out as you go. Very different from Final Fantasy 16, where it's like you're just watching a movie and you get to, you know, there's certain parts where you get to be part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, try, I, I want to hear your take out. Try Lies of P. The demo's uh, out for everything. You can get on PC um yeah because it's uh it's it's a lot of fun i didn't even get to the boss battle yet which i'm like really excited to get in there and and, and fight the boss but um yeah that's maybe maybe tonight maybe tonight we'll see all right but enough about these random nonsense games let's talk about our new releases from last week 
first up, this is another game that I got to play this week. It's called Layers of Fear. It came out June 15th on PC, PS5, and Xbox X and S. This is basically like the definitive edition of the Layers of Fear. Putting this like... So whoever is marketing this game is doing a terrible job. Because the first game was called Layer Layers of Fear. And that came out in like 2016 or whatever. And then they came out with Layers of Fear 2. But now there's another game and it's just called Layers of Fear. And it has like all this stuff in it. Like at least put like Definitive Edition or Complete Layers of Fear. It's very it's very difficult to understand. Yeah, I sort of thought this was like a remix of the original because I've never played the first Yeah, one. no, this is everything. It's got um, the first one, the second one, DLC for both of them. And then a brand new story that was written to kind of tie things all together. Hmm. Um, that could only be found on this one. And it's like the next gen version of these games. So they're all yeah. upgraded. They're all they're in uh, Unreal Engine 5. They're rebuilt in. They got ray tracing, HDR, 4K. They look beautiful. Um, it's about, I think, all the complete package. It's about 13 hours of uh, spooky gameplay. But um, let me let me give you my, my thoughts on this. So um, I got in there. I played it about maybe two hours worth. And the game is gorgeous. Like, it looks beautiful. It's real creepy, like, the whole aesthetic. There's one where you're in, um, starts out, there's one, a new one where you're a lighthouse keeper in a creepy old lighthouse. Uh, one where you are um, a painter or in a mansion. Well, you're not a painter. You're trying to figure out this information about a painter in this mansion. And then another one where you're on, like, a cruise ship and it's, like, a movie set. Um, everything looks great. The sound is like I played it with headphones on. Sound is amazing. It's like there's sounds coming from everywhere. It keeps that kind of spooky tone throughout the whole thing. Um, and then when you go through, it's like, it's just puzzles, really. Like you go into a room, you've got to solve the puzzle to get out of that room um, and go to the next area. Um, but what's really cool is, and they use it a lot. It's very cool at first, but they use it too much throughout this whole thing. You walk into a room and you're looking in one direction. And you're like, oh, this is a dead end. I got to go back the way I came. And then you turn around and it's entirely different. So like, however that works as a game mechanic and in the back end of it, it's really, really well done. And it's really cool because there's no, you don't see anything happening. You don't see anything triggering the area that you just left becoming an entirely different area. So that's really cool at first. When the first couple times where it happens, you're like, that's really cool it's really well done but then it happens repeatedly over and over so it's like you you expect it then and it's not like the the novelty of it has worn off um besides me just constantly wondering like i wonder when it switches you know like that's always like the, a fan of video games and be, how they make video games i'm like at what point do i trigger that that room to switch behind me yeah. anyways um yeah it's it's just repetitive and that's my problem with the game only two hours in and it's already pretty repetitive it's the same kind of things in every room and it's spooky like it's got like the the noises and the you know things are falling down over here and stuff but it's not like scary like i'm a baby about these things and i'm going through and like my heart's racing a little bit and i'm like a little anxious going in but none of, there's no real big like jump scares there's a few and they are kind of failures like they don't really, you know, they're, they're, you see them coming a mile away. So, you know, all that being said, I would say if you're a fan 
of horror games. This is a good, it's a good package. I don't know the the price of this one. I, I got a review copy. Um, I would say if it's any more than, I don't know, 30 bucks, it's maybe wait for a sale. Cause it does like, it's really just, you know, a lot of the same thing through and through. Um, I, I plan on finishing it. I, I want to see it through and see what the whole story is like. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, I give it a meh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, it's, it's something I noticed that this one did not come out on the PS4 and the Xbox one. Right. Uh, you said it looked amazing. Uh, is yeah. it like overall as a package, does it justify not being released on the older consoles, at least as, as of yeah. now? Absolutely. I mean, these games minus the, um, the one new little story, they're out there on the PS4 and the Xbox oh, yeah. uh, one. So it's like, if you want to play them, you could probably get them real cheap there. And the graphics were never terrible. They did look, you know, a little dated. And that that's part of the problem with the 2016 one. You can't really play that one. It's dated as far as the scares go. You know, it's it, it's a little rough around the edges. Um, yeah. So going back, it's probably not going to be very scary. But this one with the, with the rain effects and lightning and all the lighting... Fantastic. I, I definitely, um, they did a great job with the visuals of this thing and the sounds. Like, those are the two. Otherwise, like, you know, the story is pieced together through, like, things you find laying around or, or whatever. Um, narrative parts where you walk in a room and something starts talking at you. And sometimes the narrative parts are just, like, so, so over the top. And I'm just like, really? Like, this is the voice that you choose for this <laughs> weird game? I don't know. But, um, yeah. If you're a huge fan of horror games, check it out. Otherwise, you know, wait for a sale. But, um, yeah, it's got everything. It's got all the of fear situations in there. All right, moving on. F1 23 came out June 16th. PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, and S. This is, has it, what game did we play? 22? I believe it was 22, yeah. Has it really been Showed our skills there, yeah. I can't believe it's already been a year since we uh, we we broke into the world of F1 racing and um, failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, that was my retirement year as well. I agree. Yeah, um, but this one it's getting great reviews. It's got the return of uh, Breaking Point, uh, updated UI. There's red flags return. I don't know what that means. Um, it's got new cars, new racers, and the return of the podium pass, which is like their battle pass. So. All that good stuff in there. F123. If you love that stuff, go get it. Uh, and then last up, Park Beyond came out June 16th on PC, PS5, Xbox X, and S. This is a theme park sim management game from uh, Bandai Namco. And this looks great. I had no idea what this was. Even with, like, so you put it on the in the show notes for this week for under new releases and i had no idea just based on the name i was like it never occurred to me that park beyond was a theme park builder and i don't know why and then i looked it up and i was like oh this looks good it's um it's very vibrant the graphics look great um and then the more i dug into it i was like this is a really cool idea because you can uh one thing they introduce is terraforming so like you could build these giant mountains and have a roller coaster going around a mountain or like through these valleys um, and then they have a, a thing called impossification, which is like, um, it's like things that defy physics, but like you could 
earn these impossification points, which I hate saying the word <laughs> impossification. Yeah. But um, you earn them and then like give like this roller coaster, like this crazy, you know, thing that wouldn't happen that was impossible. Um, so yeah, and there's a campaign which is interesting for something like this. Yeah. Yeah. What what got my eye with this game? It looks just like an updated version of uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, or like I don't even know the the official names of the other ones, but like the the Sim series. Uh, I liked playing those games back in the day, like mm-hmm. early PC gaming when anything ran on everything for the yes. most part. Uh, but this is, I mean, yeah, like you said, graphically great. Uh, all the features are there that you could want and more probably, and mm-hmm. uh, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. It really surprised me when I was like, man, how did this go under the radar? Because it wasn't even showing up on any of the sites that I use to get, like, some of these new releases. or new. It didn't show up on any of them. And then I was like, what is this? And I looked, and I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. It's definitely something that um, it looks like there's varying levels. If you want it to be very difficult and create something, like, outrageous, it has you could do that. Or you could just make simple, like, theme park, you know? Um varying degrees so like you know my kid could play it i could probably play it um i say probably because i'm terrible at these management games although he's playing some sort of theme park game on the ipad right now and um sometimes he's just too lazy to go around like collecting the money from all the different vendors so i'll go do that and uh have a blast so um yeah i'm gonna put this one on my wish list and, and and maybe wait for a sale park beyond um if if anybody out there has played this let us know if it's worth checking out. All right, that's it for our new releases from last week. We got to get moving. Let's talk about our news of the week. All right, real quick, we just got to talk about some of the showcases that we didn't touch on last week in our big showcase showdown. That's what we we'll call it, right? The showcase showdown. That's not used for anything. Um, the Xbox Extended Showcase. Basically what this is, they do this every year. They have, um, you know, they take a deeper dive into some of the trailers that they showed. They show some new stuff. Um, just real quick, what they, what they showed at this Extended Showcase. Um, they give us a deep dive into the new Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty uh, with more um, trailers and more information about that. Uh, that comes out September 26th. Uh, we learned that High on Life is getting High on Knife DLC, um, which I'm really excited because the knife character in that game was the most absurd character in the entire game. It was very, very vulgar and very, very violent. So he's getting his own uh, little DLC uh, section. Very yeah, interesting. So- I saw it pointed out that this is also Justin Roiland free DLC. So yes. in case that's an issue for anybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just read today um, that the next two seasons, uh, uh, they got uh, new voice actors and um, season 10 was already almost done before the writer's strike. So like they're, they're way ahead on this. They just got to record the, the voices, which I'm interested to see how they do um, sans Roiland. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, let's see what else looks cool. Avowed uh, got uh, a new extended look, which again, this was like one of my favorite games from the show. So that was really cool. You got to see more of that and more who the characters were in that game. Um, the first descendant is getting a cross play beta. This is a, a free to play third person looter shooter. 
Uh, the beta comes out August 22nd to 28th. Uh, this one looks like a fun game. I'm always a fan of the looter shooters. Uh, Towerborn was a game that I was really into during the showcase. It's kind of like a RPG beat-em-up thing. You, you play with friends. Uh, they got more information about that. So definitely go check that out. Uh, new information about a Fallout 76 DLC with werewolves. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush Arcade Challenge update was announced. Um, it's like a new mode in Hi-Fi Rush. I forgot about that game. When I saw this, I was like, man, I really liked that game. I never I never finished it. I got to go back to it. Um, we, we learned that Phasmophobia is coming to consoles uh, early access in August. I've never played that. Did you ever get into that one? No. I've watched countless videos of people being scared shitless in that, but uh, yeah. it was I big for a minute there. To try it. it was, it was. Um, there's some information about Exo Primal, uh, about some of the modes coming to that one. I watched some more trailers with the Exo Primal, and I don't know about this one. This is the one where you're like a robot guy that shoots dinosaurs, and uh, they come dinosaurs in waves. And portals. Yes, and I'm like, I don't know. And then I saw there's a beta um, that starts. June 16th that you could it's an open beta you could try it and I'm like I'm gonna try it I'm gonna see what that's all about but I'm still I'm very uh I need to play it to understand what the hell it is um there's a game called Go Mecha Ball it's a like a twin stick shooting mech that could turn into a ball of death we got some information about that um Hellblade 2, they showed more motion capture technology if we didn't get enough during the first 45 minutes sh during the showcase. This is a game that I thought you would be into. Lightyear Frontier. Did you watch this trailer? Yeah. It seems it seems so like incredibly unnecessary. First of all, it's like a a resource game where you have to build like a settlement and stuff like that. But also, like, you just do it in mechs for no reason other than yes. it looks cool. I don't know. I was waiting for, like, the mechs to, like, fight something or do something in this trailer. But, no, it's they're just out there exploring. I think it's more realistic. I mean, who can carry a watering can to, hot, to do, like, hundreds of plots of fields in real life? But all those Harvest Moon games, so unrealistic. That's a good point. That's a good point. You need mechs. Um, but, yeah, that uh, comes out early 2024. Um, and then, oh, they talked about 10 new games coming to Game Pass, and I was really excited because a lot of really great games. They didn't say when these are coming, but, um, in the future, when they release. Uh, another Crab's Treasure, Little Kitty, Big City, Tectonica, Sea of Stars, Harold Halibut, Galactic Air, Neon White, Minico's Night Market, The Bookwalker, and The Wandering Village. Two of those. Minico's Night Market, my wife has been waiting patiently for for 46 years um and then neon white i have been waiting for a sale since that was first that it first came out only to nintendo switch now it's out on consoles and soon i will have it on game pass so i'm excited for that there you go yeah so that was everything that um they showed at this extended gameplay speaking of xbox though have you seen this um starfield drama about oh, um controversy controversy yes so um was it uh, todd howard is that his name yeah talked about um how the game is running and and basically just said that it's there it's locked on console 30 frames per second 
because, uh, let's see, what's the quote? Uh, always these huge open worlds, fully dynamic, hyper detail where anything can happen. And we do want to do that. It's 4K in the X. 1440 on the S. We do lock it at 30 because we want that fidelity. We want all that stuff. We don't want to sacrifice any of it. Uh, fortunately, in this one, we've got it running great. It's often running way above that. Sometimes it's 60, but on the consoles, we do lock it because we prefer the consistency when you're not where you're not even thinking about it. So, thoughts? Something's got to give. Uh, you know, one way or the other. It's it's not because they hate you as a consumer that they need to lock it to 30. It it's got to give in one way or the other. So do you want a less good game in every other, uh, you know, every other way than the frame rate, or do you want to lower the frame rate a little bit so that the game is better overall? That's the, the trade-off I see when you're dealing with like console. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Some people can't see that though. They just want, I, I saw comments that said, I'll play it at 720p if I can run it at 60 frames per second. It's Maybe like, like 1080p. I understand that. Let you downgrade it a little bit and higher frame rate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, take a look at like um, Tears of the Kingdom right now. That does at 30 frames per second. Um, you know, and people are not having any issues with that. It's like you gotta break yourself of this need to have that 60 FPS in a game because it's not a bad experience. Once you get in there and play it, you know, you adjust to that rate and you immerse yourself in the world around you yeah, and, and like you said for them to have this huge world this is what needs to happen yeah and I, I can almost guarantee you that there are people with like 1080p screens that can barely do more than you know 30 to 60 hertz refresh rate who are not going to notice or care about the 30 frames per second yeah yeah i'm one of those people that like i i never notice unless it's explicitly pointed out to me like, I could play a game, um, you know, whatever, and and it is it is what it is to me, you know, it, whatever. But um, just one more quote, he said, we don't ever want to sacrifice that experience that makes our games feel really, really special, so it feels great. We're really happy with how it feels, even in the heat of battle, and we need that headroom because in our games, really anything can happen. So, like, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they played it, and it runs great, and they're happy with it, like shit it's a bethesda game we gotta like you know take what we can get with these <laughs> and speaking of that part though um they also said that this is the least bugs that any bethesda game has ever had right now so you know Which, that's exciting yeah uh come on though like the bug is something that you're not supposed to know about when the game comes out it's something that comes up when a million people adopt this game all of a sudden and they start yes. to notice these things uh, so how he could confidently say that is beyond me. Wow, this guy. This comes from uh, a guy over there. That says we have an awful lot of people internally playing Starfield, working with Todd and the team. I see bug counts, and just by the numbers, if it shipped today, Starfield would already have the fewest bugs of any Bethesda game ever shipped. Xbox boss Phil Spencer said, we have every QA person in our entire company playing Starfield right now, looking at bug counts, looking at the quality of where we are. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, they still got three months. To find yeah. more bugs. Wouldn't they have said that for every single game that came out, though? Or did they ship games with known bugs? Yeah, I don't know. I think they know. <laughs> they know what's happening. They know what the, the, the consensus is. So, yeah. all right, all right. Enough about Starfield, about Xbox. Let's keep talking about some of these new announcements. Uh, we, we also had the Ubisoft showcase, just real quick. It was mostly Assassin's Creed. 
Um, they did show a little bit more of that new Star Wars game, so that was pretty cool. Um, and Avatar, the new Avatar game, Frontiers of Pandora, finally got a release date December 7th. Um, I don't know if people are still going to be talking about Avatar then, but the trailer looks dope. I'm in. I love yeah. Are you an Avatar fan? The world no, of Avatar? Not exactly. I didn't watch the second movie. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't watched it either. But like that world, man, I'm down with uh, walking around that. There's cool animals and weird things. I get to put my hair in someone's tail. <laughs> um, and then they showed uh, the Crew Motor Fest. It's got a release date of September 14th. Um, there's an open beta coming up for X Defiant. This is the new um, version of that. Hopefully, uh, that's good. I'm, I'm going to check it out. Uh, the uh, What is it? It's a, like a first-person arena shooter. Uh, it looks good. There's a Skull and Bones closed beta coming in August. A um, bunch of other stuff. So if you have any more interest in Assassin's Creed, definitely go check out that Ubisoft showcase. Um, and then the Capcom Showcase, not much major announced for that. They talked about a new um, Ace Attorney uh, coming out. They showed more Dragon's Dogma. The, they indefinitely delayed Pragmata, which we haven't heard much about. So, I don't know. I never thought that was good. Um, so, yeah, not much uh, coming out of Capcom. That was pretty weak, considering they had a lot going for them. So, I expected more to come out of that. Uh, anything you saw that we met, that we didn't talk about? Well, I didn't know about that Pragmata game, but I saw the trailer, the, the yeah. uh, early teaser. It's all CGI stuff, not like gameplay, yeah. but it seems like an interesting concept. I, I mean, it's not the first it. game. Yeah, it's it sort of follows that uh, idea of like grown man carries a kid around on his back, sort of <laughs> Norman Reedus. Uh, uh-huh. It's been done before in different iterations, but sure. it, it could be cool from a gameplay yeah. standpoint. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, who knows, man, when they say indefinitely with anything, it's yeah. really, it's not good. Not good. Um, speaking of not good, let's talk a little bit about Embracer Group. I mean, we've, we've talked about them before the, the video game empire that they've been building. Um, uh, what is it? They've got THQ Nordic, Plyon, Saber Interactive, Gearbox, Middle Earth Enterprises, Dark Horse Media, Coffee Stain, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Asmodee, Amplifier, Deep Silver. That's just, that's, so, there's more. There's other companies that they own. Um, but they've fallen on a bit of a, a bit of a hard time. So what had happened was, this was last month, they talked about a, um, they had a verbal commitment for a major deal to um, that would bring in two billion dollars in revenue over the next six years. That they had that ready to go up until like so the day before it was set to close, it fell through, and they've been kind of just trying to figure things out since. And now we're finally seeing, you know, the the fallout from that. So what the so an open letter. CEO Lars Wingeforce uh, sent it out to their staff of 17,000 that Embracer will decrease spending across the board, reduce third-party publishing, and put greater focus on internal IP and increase external funding of large-budget games. Um, He said, This morning we announced a restructuring program across the Embracer group that will make us a leaner, stronger, and a more focused, self-sufficient 
company. Uh, Embracer currently engages close to 17,000 people, and while that number will be lower by the end of the year, it is too early to give an exact forecast on this. It is painful to see talented team members leave. Our people are what make up the very fabric of Embracer. I understand and respect that many of you will be worried about your own position, and I don't have all the answers to all questions. I want to be clear that the decision about this program were not taken lightly. Um, so... Yeah, he said uh, Embracer will now start a thorough review process for investments in new game development projects. Uh, and he warned the company will have an increased focus on accountability across the group, ensuring performance is in line with or exceeding current targets. So um, he also he concluded that as difficult as some of the decisions we will take over the coming weeks and months will be, we are doing this because we are confident that we will emerge a stronger, more efficient company setting out on a stable future to build even greater value across our many studios and fantastic portfolio of IPs. So, yeah, man, the shoe, the shoe has finally, for weeks, months, we were talking about, oh, Embracer Group bought another studio. And as I was reading about this, you know, you could take a, a deeper dive into seeing more about what they're doing if, if you have interest and and if if it sounds interesting to you to you i definitely recommend it because it's interesting their their business plan right from the start was to just get all this all these assets that they could while they could and then slowly start to make them profitable um and what they found out is that you know, including this $2 billion thing that's, that really jammed them up, that these games aren't as easy to just churn out as they were hoping they were. So a ton of the games that they had planned expecting to make them profit were delayed or are still not even out. So um, the whole thing's interesting. And... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where they tighten up and what happens. It's unfortunate for all these the employees of these studios and, and stuff. But, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, you know, growing up, uh, being a bit of a gamer, I always thought it would be like a dream to work in the games industry to make video games. But the more we report on this stuff in this show, I'm, I'm glad I avoided that with a 100-foot pole. Right. Uh, it, it seems like a nightmare. You never know when a studio is going to shut down. When somebody's going to buy it and shut it down, when somebody's yeah. going to buy it and completely flip the thing on its head, yeah, Not yeah. Great. Even even when studios finish games, they'll you know instead of moving them to different things, a lot of times they'll finish a game and they'll lay off the staff that like completed the game. You know, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, that's the life of a developer. But yeah, you never know where you're going to be getting your check from. So it's pretty crazy. Um. So Embracer, they still have games coming out this year. Remnant 2, Warhammer 40,000, Space Marine 2, Payday 3, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, uh, Arizona Sunshine 2, Alone in the Dark, Homeworld 2, or Homeworld 3, and more. So, you know, there's a lot still coming out from them. And then they did say that um, the Tomb Raider game, Perfect Dark, over at Eidos were uh, were safe. They weren't cutting those at all. So, well, that's good. Um, but, yeah. We'll we'll have more, I'm sure, as it, you know, as Embracer Group kind of figures out what they want to focus on, what they need, and kind of slim down, tighten up. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Next up, PlayStation Plus has revealed the PlayStation Plus games catalog for the um, 
extra and premium tiers of PlayStation Plus for June. Some big games coming out. Um, and they are Rogue Legacy 2, Far Cry 6, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Inscription, Solstice, Tacoma, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Killing Floor 2, Lonely Mountains, Downhill, Vampire the Masquerade, Coteries of New York, 100 Days Winemaking Simulator, A Hat in Time, Carto Forager, Dodgeball Academia, The Wild at Heart, Red Out 2, Thief, MX vs. ATV Legends, Paw Patrol, Mighty Pup, Save Adventure Bay, My Friend Peppa Pig, DC League of Super Pets, The Talos Principle, Deluxe Edition, and Elix 2, and then coming to PlayStation Premium, um, Killzone, Liberation, Worms, and Herc's Adventure. Some big titles there. Um, and so Rogue Legacy 2, that's a that's a day one release. This is the first time it's going to be on PlayStation consoles. So uh, I'm excited to play that one. I played the first one on the Nintendo Switch many years ago, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah, good stuff. Far Cry. Every time there's a Far Cry comes on one of these, I'm like, this is when I play Far Cry. Yeah. Never happens. Never. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a time to vote meant but uh i say jump in there every one of them's a little bit different but it's uh it's not hard to pick up and it's a lot of fun in the process yeah this is the one with uh giancarlo esposito what games he not in these days then <laughs> it's true it's very true um but i am excited um i wonder if so the shredders of revenge just had or is coming out with dlc i'm wondering if they will um you know if you have to buy the dlc for that if it would be included i don't know how that works but um that's one I'll, I'll go back to and, and play that just to get the trophies. It's a fun game. So yeah, good stuff coming. They're um, you know they're doing they're doing the thing. Now this has been a year. It's been one year since this new service was in. I can't believe it's been a year already, dude. Like just talking about F one twenty three and yeah. this. Like man, we've been doing this for a year, over a year. Um, so they're going to be coming out with like uh, some giveaways, new free avatars, free wallpapers, and stuff for the for the one year um, celebration. And then on top of that, they announced that um, PlayStation Plus Premium members are going to, some point in the near future, get um, cloud streaming for PlayStation Five games. It's something that they're testing right now. Um, so you know that'll be cool. I don't have the premium tier, but I might if I could, you know, play these games without downloading them. That's what I love yeah. about the Game Pass. Yeah, and and you know, a few more AAA titles, a few more day run releases, and then get that functionality down with the cloud streaming. Mm -hmm. uh, this will be very competitive with Game Pass, and I think that's what PlayStation needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the third-party games that are coming out and they're putting on here, um, some great titles. Um, you know, stuff that I've been wanting to play and yeah, they just, like you said, yeah, just some, some new day one releases, put them out there. They did. Um, I was just reading an article today talking about how they do not plan on putting their first party games onto the service, how Xbox does. Um, they said their, their plan right now is the way they're releasing them is working and they are continuing to just do that. So all right, and last up, the Microsoft Activision merger has finally gone through. Is not something we'll be saying anytime soon. Um, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission has filed 
a request for an injunction as well as a restraining order to prevent the deal from closing. So um, what happened was they said uh, press reports began circulating, suggesting that defendants were seriously contemplating closing the proposed acquisition despite the pending administrative litigation and the CMA orders. Basically, they got wind that Microsoft Activision were like, let's just do it. We won't tell anybody. And uh, they were going to elope, basically. And um, so they, so the FTC filed for a restraining order, which would have been, uh, I think, like a week-long or two-week-long thing to stop anything from happening. And then also an injunction, which is a bit of a longer thing to stop them from carrying out with um, closing this deal. Um, just This whole thing is crazy to me. Just the fact that, like, after all we've talked about, about this going through the things and, you know, getting approval, that they could, all this time, they could have just been like, you know what, we're going to do it anyways. That blew my mind when I read that. (laughs) What's the whole point? This is a, you know, it's a beast to keep up with this. I thought that we were kind of past the U.S., kind of past the FTC. Not that they had officially ruled anything, but we talked about the FTC giving them a hard time before, uh, and that sort of, I don't know, fizzled out, and then we were on to talking about, like, oh, it's approved in China, it's it's not approved in Japan, and then most recently the UK. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the most recent thing that came out of this, uh, the federal judge overseeing the case has temporarily blocked the deal until the FTC's request for an injunction can be ruled on. So now Microsoft has until June 16th to make its case, while regulators have until June 20th to respond. A hearing will then take place on June 22nd, with Microsoft prohibited from closing the acquisition of Activision Blizzard until at least five days after a ruling is issued. So now we're waiting for a ruling on the injunction. So... I don't know. There's so many words that I'm learning here. This is, uh-huh. this is a, I'm, I'm learning so much. Um, basically, the injunction would block the deal until the FTC's legal challenge is completely resolved. Um, so currently, Microsoft has a hearing with the FTC scheduled for August 2nd about the deal, but the agency is clearly concerned that the tech giant may not wait around to address its reservations about the acquisition. So, yeah, crazy stuff. I'm over it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, where do you stand on the whole thing? Do you want Microsoft to succeed in the acquisition, or? Um, I do. I don't think. I don't think there's. I mean, so the big deal that we've talked about before, what the CMA brought up, is about the cloud gaming. Um, I I don't think there is a big enough issue with you know um, that would affect consumers. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of this specifically, the cloud gaming. Um, but I mean, we've talked about it so much and I've gone back and forth on it too, but ultimately I don't, I don't know. I don't think it, it will affect consumers drastically enough to, to block this, but I'm not getting paid the big bucks to decide on this. Well, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, at least for the next 10 years when they're making all these promises to the other, uh, you know, consoles, um, I, I don't think it's such a bad thing. Of course, that hinges around the fact that we're both big fans of Game Pass and what they're doing with that. And there are people who would call us idiots just, you know, on that aspect alone. So this would just be furthering 
those feelings, I think. Yeah. But, and I mean, I've never been like a fan of, like, I've always been like a Sony guy, you know, and, and down, down with Xbox. But like, out of the business side of it, like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's fine. This is this is these words are going to come back to to bite me though when like you know years from now when you know Activision Blizzard Microsoft or whatever the hell they're called is like just the worst tyrant games are a hundred dollars and they're like ha here's the headline Microsoft cancels Overwatch three yeah at this point who gives a turkey do we talk <laughs> yeah. about oh no we didn't talk about it. I just found out so we they showed them Overwatch. To like trailer and the Xbox thing, and um, for like the upcoming content, and I was like, oh, I might jump back in there to give it a shot. You have to pay for that. It's like fifteen dollars to pay for like this upcoming PVE, and that's, dude, they're just nickel and diamond. It's crazy, yeah. and it's like Diablo Four. Luckily, is not. It's great. No, no issues there. So, you know, I want to hate on them so badly, but. Um, you know they're doing something right, but yeah, I was so I was annoyed when I read that. All right, um, I think that's it. You got anything else you want to talk about? Nah, that's a long one as it is. We better let the people rest their ears. It is I need to rest my little my poor little tongue. That oh. beer didn't uh, didn't help much, and I do uh, feel no. like I'm starting to slur. Am I starting to slur? Not because I'm yeah. drunk, but because yeah. I'm like a little. Uh, Sounded like Susie Brady over there. Half my tongue's hanging off. This is a weird thing. All right. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Gaming News Weekly. Um, you can find our show, like I said, on YouTube at Pop Culture Playground. You can find it on Fruit Lab. Um, it's a good place to go. You could watch tons of awesome gaming content um, and, and earn cryptocurrency while you do it. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Or anywhere you get podcasts, you can listen to the audio version of this show. Um, you can find my stuff at pop culture playground on youtube um or on fruit lab under erock the red uh you can also check out full clip over on youtube at game facts he's also on twitch full clip underscore fl and he's also on fruit lab full clip in it you know what i mean and um that's all i got i occasionally post stuff on tiktok but i have been my um i just ha- i just haven't been in the mood I've been too busy playing video games. Is that a problem? Should I be less playing games and more putting out content? As co-host of this show, am I am I messing up, dude? No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it one feeds off the other. You got to play the games if you want to make the show. It's true. It is true, and I do like some of the work. Like I, I cut out like some of the the clips and stuff, and then I just never get around to like editing them and putting them up because I'm too busy playing Diablo. I'm just trying to like get this dungeon done so i could get some new i'm a my bear my bear needs to have new stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm glad you know what i mean also <laughs> speaking of you know what i mean i listen back to the show i say you know what i mean a lot it's like one of my crutches you know what i mean yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i sound like you remember Ernest? it might have been uh, before you yeah time. like Ernest goes to jail yeah, yeah how yeah, you yeah. doing burn yeah you always say you know what i mean yeah, know what I mean? I'm like the new Ernest. Yeah. All right. Um, that's everything. Let's get out of here. All right, we'll see you next week. All right.